Hello, everybody. you got a Bones in the Matrix here. It's the 4th of October already, 7.05 p.m. We're starting five minutes late, but, hey, it's better than we've done a lot of times. Um, Brian, my co-host, Brian, how you doing, Brian? Doing good. Hi, everybody. Hope you had a good day out there. Yeah, I should say fellow host because this is, you know, right like the screen is half, so is the show. <laughs> so, anyway, uh Folks, we, we originally were going to have um, Eric um, Smith on, but Eric, is uh, he works as an IT person for a, a big medical firm somewhere back east, anywhere from here is back east, uh, yeah. and uh, and he was on call, so he got called and he couldn't be here, so he'll be on another time. Um, but uh, we're going to talk tonight, and I know the COVID thing keeps going on and on and on, but the COVID thing keeps going on and on and on, so we're going to keep talking about it, especially when new things come up. Um. So we're calling them the, the Branch Covidians, which I think is a wonderful name. And you know what? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I made that name up. Um, I never told anybody about it except on the show. And then I heard somebody the other day on the radio call them the Branch Covidians. And I'm like, ooh, that took off. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was really cool. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the Branch Covidians, and we, we're calling ourselves the Common Sensors. Because we are common, we have common sense. We don't go with the wind. We don't get bent every with like a reed every time the the wind blows, you know. Right. And uh, so anyway, um, we have a mutual relative in Israel, Brian's uh, Brian's daughter, my stepdaughter, and uh, actually, and her husband sent something uh, today on uh, Telegram, I think it was, which I found quite interesting. Well, first of all, I don't know, if folks. Whoa, I'm really coming across hot. Um, if you uh, <clears throat> heard today, but somebody hacked into Facebook and took them down, um, they erased their DNS presence on on the World Wide Web, and nobody could get into Facebook today. So I don't know if you, who did that. And if you can hear my voice, thank you. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and how do we set up that speaker again? <laughs> We've been having technical. Whoa, what happened? Sorry. That was weird. It just disappeared. Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. I just wondered what happened. I'd never seen yeah. that before. <laughs> okay, you, folks. You, yeah, you just went dark. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Now you're you're. It's like a light's being flicked off and on. Huh. Well, we'll hope the best. That's all I can say. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And this is um this is from Israel, and it came from a, a person uh. Melis Ope, M-E-L-I-S, second word, O-P-P. I'm assuming that's kind of a code name for somebody over in Israel. And it's titled, The Health Minister in Israel Deleted Comments Sections of Victims of the Vaccine. Bear with me because he uses code letters and words and stuff that I have to. So it says V, it means vaccine. And he he always puts COVID with something else so that I guess the bots don't knock his or take his um, comments away. Okay, it says, uh, Israel, uh, yesterday the Israel Ministry of Health posted information about the shot that is, that it is safe. It has little to none side effects. Boy, is that garbage. Okay. In a matter of minutes, thousands of people reacted to the post to po- and posted their stories and experiences. When the posts reached 10,000, many of the supported medical, with medis- many with supported medical documents, excuse me, the Ministry of Health started to delete posts. Um, let's see, and this is a comment by Ziv Rosenstein, who was able to read lots of them 
in Hebrew, and he was he, these are this has been translated in English. So Ziv Rubenstein writes, "What has happened in the last 24 hours on the Ministry of Health's Facebook page has never happened." The Ministry of Health posted claiming side effects of uh, the vaccine are marginal. 8,400 comments. People with names and documents posted comments and hospitalization paralysis, uh, heart infections, more and more. They pasted the actual, the actual documents on there. Um, the heck with HIPAA. <laughs> 6,000 people uploaded hospitalization documents. <clears throat> 6,000 people who seized beds of patients from Corona. It was not Corona. It was from the virus, the vaccine because they suffer from side effects until hospitalization. I don't know what that means by seized beds, but uh, maybe who got beds. I don't know. I, yeah. But uh, that's, he says, but that's not the point because it's not what this post is about. There will always be pros and cons and I'm personally immunized and have not suffered any side effects. Praise be to God. But, Around midnight, the health ministry or the ministry of health in a democracy called Israel began deleting hundreds of responses, hundreds. Seeing it, seeing it live was entertaining. Each transmission, well, each retransmission, 20 messages less. What that means. Um, at this end, this should worry every citizen, no matter his position regarding the vaccine. Such a mouthful has not been been in the state of Israel, I would not be surprised if the whole post disappears soon. I've worked with the man for many years and I even love him. I learned, learned it an interesting man, but I think that it's time to admit that Nitzan Horowitz got into two big shoes. <laughs> I love it. Um, busy putting out, putting out fires, pulling out ideas from the waste and mostly transmitting blatant helplessness. <laughs> The Corona, <laughs> I love this guy. Uh, the Corona was replaced, has replaced quite a few governments around the world, including Bibi. Um, the demonstrations were still intolerable for him, were still tolerable for him, but his treatment of the Corona through closures caused him lots of valuable seats in government, I guess. Uh, Bennett read it and his whole platform revolved around there will be no closures, but the Corona has its own way. And here is the national aspiration for truth that began when Vivi lied every time he opened his mouth, gained momentum, and the national idea became transparency. Erasing hundreds of citizens' responses is not transparency. This is suicide. Nitzan will be the first minister to move, or to go, I guess, in his decision, in his decision or in the decision of the government. In Israel, it is impossible to beat the street. Ask Begin. Rabin and Bibi, and the street begins to sizzle. <laughs> so <laughs> can't beat the street, and the street begins to sizzle. So um, Israel, you know, my prayers are answered, and Israel is finally realizing that they were lab rats for Pfizer and uh, Israeli government, mm -hmm. and uh, and it, lab rats for a, a deal that was made between the two uh, entities I just mentioned, and has affected. Thousands, probably millions of people, um, in a bad way. So, Brian, what do you think about that? I think uh, Israel has buyer's remorse. Yeah, I think exactly. they have buyer's remorse with the 
Uh, I think there's obviously the, the top leadership of Israel is pushing the vaccines because they're part, part of the one world government, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them, the deep state, whatever, the, the Antichrist new kingdom that's about to show up. But the people right. below them, uh, lower in the ranks, I think, have buyer's remorse because some of these are elected officials and they're not going to get reelected. Mm-hmm. And because uh, right. they do have a democracy over there, you know, in the Middle East, it's called Israel. So uh-huh. I think some of these guys and these women are who push these vaccines on the population are going to regret it. And, um, you know, it's like you can fool somebody once and maybe twice, but you try it the third time, even a, even a person that doesn't have the, the smartest uh, intellect is going to finally catch on and say, hey, the first two shots were supposed to work, and I was supposed to go be able to do anything I want and go anywhere I want, and I still can't. And right. now they want to. Uh, a third booster, a fourth booster, a fifth booster. It's almost like, remember the Rocky movies? There was Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, right. Rocky 4, Rocky 5. And the old airplane movie from the 70s or 80s that had Rocky 38. Is yeah. like, there were so many Rocky movies. It showed Rocky 38. He was like 120 years old in, in the picture. So it's like, yeah, I mean, Israel is... They're smart people over there, and I think they're catching on, but a lot of them have already taken the shot, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but hopefully they'll smarten up and we'll get the booster. And right. uh, there's there's being pushback now, you know? There's actually pushback uh, with the fact, I mean, there's been pushback, you know, we've had, uh, was there a gym owner in the East Coast that they tried to shut his gym down and he opened it back up. It was on Tucker, everybody knows what oh, I'm yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, there's restaurants and things and, um, you know, parents going into school districts, into the meetings and voicing their opinions. And But there was a few. Now I notice there's more and more and more and more people. And I was talking to Dave today. I was at Home Depot and picking up supplies. Uh, and I met, uh, I met a guy. And the reason I met the guy is he, in Lane County, excuse me, Los Angeles, Lane County is in Oregon. Los Angeles County, where I live, um, I mean, the sky's falling. If you don't have your mask on, you're not vaccinated, you're you're just going to die or you're going to kill somebody. I mean, you leave this county and go to Orange County, which is 30 miles from here, people are going into restaurants eating without masks or going into the Starbucks. or they, And there's a few people, but it's just totally different. Here, it's just like, uh, it's like that movie, Escape from New York, which is Escape from Los Angeles County. Right. You know, and so he's saying all that, that people are finally fighting back. And one of the things that I talked to this gentleman today, and the reason I met him is I walked into Home Depot and I've been doing that is not going, is going places without my mask. I keep it in my pocket, but I don't put it on. And I went into Home Depot, I'm walking around, everybody's got a mask. All of a sudden this guy walks by me, hey, nice face. I go, what? He goes, he didn't have a mask on and we started talking <laughs> and we started talking about the things we've been talking about on the show for months, you know, the mask mandates, the vaccines and all this. And he says, you know, who's pushing the mat? You know why the virus is such a big deal in the blue States is because not just because it's a blue governor, it's because the, the school unions have a lot of power in the States of this country. They have more power than the Teamsters, and they have more power than just a lot of the unions. They're very, and I already know this, and but um, 
I didn't realize to the extent that these teachers unions are basically calling the shots for the Biden administration and the governors of the blue states. Mm -hmm. They are literally calling the shots and they didn't want any students to go back until everybody was vaccinated. Well, then there was a big pushback by parents and by people and say, okay, but anybody who wants to stay home and not go to work because they don't feel safe can do the virtual learning from home. And then, and so that happened for a while. And then there was a pushback and then schools finally started opening up. But even now, um, you have to be tested weekly. You have to get the vaccine by the middle of this month, at least where I work. And you have to be tested weekly and all these things are going on. So I'm talking to this guy. I don't want to give his name out. Really nice guy. And he says, you don't, he goes, do you realize there's a huge pushback going on? And I go, well, I know there's, he goes, no, you don't understand. Parents and just normal people all around the country organizing groups of people. Uh, let's say school district X, Y, whatever, Z, um, is making, you know, preschoolers to high school to wear masks even when they get in the car. Let's just, just say that. And the parents are obviously in an uproar about it. So what they're doing, you can't sue the pharmaceutical companies. You can't sue them because there's a law passed by Congress years ago. You can't do that. You can sue the school district generally, okay, or you can sue the union behind all this. But what they're doing is they're suing individual teachers. And so this uh, man that I met today, very nice guy, uh, very knowledgeable about everything that's going on, um, he didn't tell me what he does, but I think he he's, he does something that's he's I can't put my finger on it, but he has a lot of connections. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. And he yeah. said they they got him and a few of his friends got tired of this. What's going on? And a few of the parents of these different school districts said, let's have a meeting. So they rented their church building. They thought they were going to have just a few people. They had hundreds of people. The meeting was supposed to last an hour and a half. It lasted three and a half hours. And what their plan is, is to go after the teachers that are making the kids in the classroom because the school district is making them do the mass. And so mm -hmm. they're going to be filing lawsuits all over the country against the actual teachers. And now where does the union get its money from? The teachers. The members. Mm -hmm. The members. And if the members start getting, like, uh, sued, they're either going to quit or they're going to say, you know what, I'm taking uh, I'm taking this mass thing out of my class. Um, I don't care what the union says. The next thing you know, you got all these teachers bailing on the unions. Right. And what, what is the union going to do? I mean, tell them not to pay their union dues? or I mean, really, what are they going to do? You have mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of teachers saying, you know what, I'm getting sued. I can't afford this. I either got to quit my career, or I got to or give in and fight or despite this lawsuit, and that's coming. And um, matter of fact, I read this article. I just found this. It's on a website. Um, Ninety thousand educators beg Biden. We need FBI protection from mobs of parents irate over mask mandates. <laughs> Ninety thousand teachers. The National School Board of Association, which represents more than 90,000 school officials, begged President Biden on Wednesday for the FBI and secret procedures to help protect against mobs. 
of angry parents protesting the mandates, according to the Daily Mail. The NSBA wrote a letter asking the government to stand up against mobs of angry parents, labeling them domestic terrorism and extremist hate organizations. These are parents of kids. Mm-hmm. These are just normal, everyday parents of kids. And this this is what this group is going after. And it's not just this group. These groups all over the country, if you're listening to me tonight, your kids are in public schools, like mine is, um, find like-minded parents that are sick of the lockdowns, sick of the mask mandates, get together, pull your financial resources, and go after these teachers or school district, but teachers as a group, because you have more resources, you have more money, you have more things. And and he and uh, go to Jay Seculo. You know, I, I I'm thinking of calling him myself, but because uh, I have by the middle of this month, they're either going to make me get the vaccine or get tested. I will get tested, but I don't even like doing that because I'm doing something I don't really want to do. But at right. this point, I can't lose my job at this point unless they make me get the vaccine. Then I'll definitely quit. Uh, actually, I won't quit. Have, Let them fire the, you. Have them fire you. If you're in the same position I am, have them fire you. Because then you can come back and sue them for wrongful termination. Right. Because everything they're doing is unconstitutional. And mm-hmm. they will get sued. If we don't sue them, somebody's going to sue them. And it's going to happen. And I think people are just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. And if a government would just tell us the <clears> truth, <throat> it was supposed to be flatten the curve for two weeks in uh, what? March and April of 2020. Well, then it went to May, it went to June. You know, every out there, I'm, you know what I'm saying. It's just, right. this isn't flatten the curve. This is flatten the United States and destroy it so we can build it back the way we want it. It's flatten the country, flatten mm-hmm. the people. It's flatten the middle class, take them out. They hate us because they want us to be like Venezuela. And right. what do I mean by that? Okay, Venezuela is a socialist country, communism, if you want to call it that. It's, it's what is what does a socialist or communist country look like? You have the very see my hands, the very rich or the very poor, no right. middle class. Why? Because the middle class is huge in numbers of people. Huge. We are the engine economically of this country, but we're also a thorn in the side of the socialists running this country. Yeah. Why? Because we're gun-toting, Bible-believing, uh, renegade Christians going out there uh, wanting to serve God and live a life of freedom in a country that was bought by the blood of men and women for freedom by God's hand. And right. so these these socialists don't want that. They want a few people to run the country, and then they appoint the surrogates underneath them in the different states. And if you have a middle class, you can't control the country because the middle class is too big and has too much money. We're not billionaires like Gates. We've got was 150 billion, but the middle class is say 150 to 200, 150 million people, maybe 200 million of us making 30,000 and over a year. Or never say more than say fifty thousand or whatever the number is. My point is, we're too big, even for the billionaires. We're too big. We have there's too many of us, and there's more money represented in the middle class than all the billionaires in the world combined. Right. And so they know that they have to take us out, and that's what coronavirus is about. 
Uh, that's what lockdowns are about. And the way they're doing it now, their big push, as you know, is vaccines, booster shots. Um, if you're not vaccinated, you're basically a terrorist. You're hurting somebody. And the other, the other, we're actually being attacked on several fronts. The other front is our schools. Mm-hmm. They are putting fear and teaching our kids to fear something that's not real. Our kids are growing up in fear to be outside. Right. Think about it, folks. They made us stay inside for what a year, year and a half, in some states longer, and afraid to even walk out the door that the virus is floating somewhere in the air, and that if you go on the beach, you could get sick out on the beach, even if you're the only one out there. Right. And a lot of people believed it, and they, mm-hmm. they and they still believe it. And so what's happening? They are ruling us from fear. Fear is ruling. Fear is the president of the United States. Fear is. Not Biden. Fear. And fear is telling everybody where to go, what to do, and how to do it, and how to raise your families. And and if you don't want to get a shot, we will come in and give your child a shot at school when you're not around, or we will come and take them out of your house. And you know what? That's happening in Australia. It's happening in other places, and it's going to happen here unless America does what it does best. It comes back from the brink like we always do because we're Americans. We know what it's like to be free and to fight for freedom, and now it's time to fight again without guns, Mm -hmm. with our votes, with going into a Home Depot with no mask, with voicing your opinion, not just – being at work and you can't say uh, good morning, ladies, you, you know, you, you can get in trouble for saying that. as a man, I can get in trouble at work for saying good morning, ladies, yeah. because they may not all be ladies. They may be binary. They may be who knows. So mm-hmm. I haven't gotten in trouble saying that, but I grew up old fashioned. Good morning, ladies. You get the door for a woman. You open the door to the car. You can't do that stuff anymore in public because you can get in trouble, or especially in the school system. It's uh-huh. crazy. I can't even believe I'm saying this stuff. But it's true. So mm-hmm. and these these uh, lockdowns and these vaccines, it, there's no. It's it's a it's the biggest scam. We have been scammed for two almost two years. We've been scammed, and and we're finally waking up. And these parents and these districts are fighting back. And about time. If you take the unions down in the school districts in these blue states. The blue states will open up immediately. That's right. Hey, uh, Brian, we just got a. <clears throat> there's a guy in the chat room. Is uh, I am I'm Jordan Blake, and he gave us a. And I'll send it to you. There's a. Um, he said that the U.S. Attorney General authorized the mobilization of the FBI to protect those teachers. So really, yeah, that's what he said, and he sent us the link too. And I was actually, if you could turn on the. Um, uh, I don't know if you could turn on the chat, but where it says down, where it says hi chat. Uh, on the same the screen? Oh, I see. Yeah, down below. Is yeah, that directly on. below the. Oh, I see it. Okay, you see it? Yeah, thanks for yeah. the update, Jordan. And drop yeah. the link. Here's, um, yeah, I see you it. You know, uh, oh. on that same vein, <clears throat> Brian, um, yeah. We we were sent a link. I think you got it. Um, maybe you didn't. I don't know. But um, and I want to read the link and talk about it. But then I want to re- explain something else that happened several years ago. Um, 
this was sent by by um, our daughter in Israel. Yeah. And um, it says, new force control. New York University, Langone, and other hospitals in New York and Long Island are forcing that if the parent is not vaxxed, they will not release the babies from the NIC or NICU to parents or after birth per CDC guidelines. You need to show vax passports to see your own new baby, no own newborn baby. And there's a way to get out of this. And I know what it is because I remember history. Um, back, oh, it must have been in the 80s when all the tax rebels were out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was um, there was a, a real push to get rid of your Social Security number to get out of the system, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's you can do it, but it's very hard to do, and it costs thousands of dollars to do it. So um, pe- many people don't have. But so this happened to um, – um, Oh, oh, I can't remember. Let's see. They, they were in louder. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, there was a big pushback then when, when uh, children were born to sign them up for Social Security right away. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I was like two or three years old before my parents signed me up for Social Security. I can remember them doing it. Um, but uh, what they're doing now is they're having them do it in the hospital many times. And so this one couple decided, no, we're going to do that later. Actually, they weren't going to do it, but um, to get out of the hospital, they said, we're going to do it later. No, you're going to do it right now, they, they were told. Mm-hmm. And they got into a fight with the hospital, with the doctor, with the nurses, with the administration. You're going to do it our way or you're not taking your kid home. So what they did is he called up a, a civil rights attorney. And the civil rights attorney said, okay, call the police right now and tell them your child's been kidnapped. And that's what they did. They called the police and said our child's been kidnapped. Or he's being He or she is being held in in the hospital, you know, we just just brought just gave birth to him not too long ago, and they won't release him. There's nothing wrong with him. They want to force us to get a social security number for the child. Well, the police came down and and approached the administrator and said, you know, if you don't let the kid go, you're going to get charged with kidnapping. And they let the child go right away. So, folks, if you find yourself in this situation or you know anybody that's in this situation where they're not going to release the child because the the mother or father is um yeah got him. Because the mother or father is um, not vaccinated, uh, pull that on them. Just call the police and say, you know, this is my child. Just the child was just born. We're trying to take him home. There's nothing physically wrong with the child. No reason for them to keep him here, except that we haven't been vaccinated. And you know, there's there's no law that says you have to be vaccinated. And uh, and I, I'll bet you anything that they'll release the child right away. So anyway, just a little information for you no, if that ever good. happens to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, child kidnapping is not a good thing. And another thing, too, is if um, I'm trying to think when the FBI can come and become involved. I don't think they become involved with adults that are kidnapped unless they're taken over state lines. But children, um, they'll get the FBI will jump right in on it and, uh, you know, and, and will definitely uh, investigate and prosecute if they feel that they need to. So. Um, you know, call your call the police. Then if they don't do anything, call the FBI. Although nowadays the FBI is as much complicit with this garbage as everybody else. So um, anyway, uh, I just wanted to, to throw that in. It's I think it's a really important thing. Did, did you say something earlier or yesterday maybe uh, about um, somebody that wasn't? Oh yeah, there was some people that went to the hospital and they they died there. 
Um, they oh, wouldn't let him go. Yeah. You need to tell uh, that story. You really do. Yeah, hold on a second. I'm doing that. Uh, it was an article I read um, on one of the websites, Dave, that we uh, – one of the websites that we do, uh, we share. Um, gosh, I should look it up. I, I thought I downloaded it, but I didn't. It's from Reuters News. Reuters News is a, you know, very well-known uh, publication. And the writer of this article – had five of six relatives in six weeks all die from the jab. Uh-huh. Everyone, all five. He said he was going to a funeral a week. And his mother and father were not part of the five of six that died, but they also went into uh, a hospital separately. They both went in with uh, COVID. And they were able to get out. But out of the hospital now, it sounds like when I say get out, like they were in prison. Well, basically mm-hmm. they are because a lot of you know this, that each COVID patient, when they're diagnosed with COVID, especially if they die of COVID, each hospital gets $48,000 for right. each patient that dies of COVID. So they diagnose them COVID and if they die of a heart attack. And so um, – these relatives of this man, and you know what? If next week I'll look the article up and I'll read it if we have time. But this man had a cousin in there. And when you first go in, when you first go in, you can't go in with anybody you're by yourself. And the reason I think, and in the article it states it, it says they're going to murder you in the hospital and there can't be any witnesses. So mm-hmm. you go in and you might have just gotten COVID, excuse me, or you're, you're maybe you have pneumonia and they call it COVID, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And one of the first things they try, they put you on, help me Dave with the medication, Rivadil. Is that right? What's the, uh, Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, um folks out there. Yeah. Out. Um, yeah, it starts with an R and it's an antiviral, yeah. but it's for Rest- killing Restivere? people. Is that it? Restivere? Restivere? Yeah. So, Mm-hmm. And so what happens is they, they give you this, and it actually does what it does. It does the opposite. It actually makes COVID worse. I'm not a doctor. It makes, I'm not gonna it, makes, it makes inflammation worse. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. exactly what it does. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. so your lungs are inflamed, your heart's inflamed, whatever's is got inflammation. It actually makes it worse, and it builds on what COVID, air quote, is doing. So they're making you sick, and they know for a fact that this medication or drug is doing this to patients. Why are they giving it to them? Because they want to kill them. Now, there are a few patients that survive, and they say they survived COVID. But no, really what they survived was the hospital trying to kill them. Right. And so what happens is they give them this medication and makes them sicker. This one particular um, friend of this writer of this article in Reuters, he actually was a cousin he calls – when you first go in, you have your cell phone with you because you're by yourself, so you're talking to your family, right? And yeah. he called this guy up. This cousin called his writer up and said to him, you got to get me out of here. He goes, they're trying to kill me. And I'm quoting what the article said. Get me out of here. I don't, they're trying to kill me. I don't think I'm going to be here much longer. They took his cell phone from him, and he died a week later. And – 
when you go into these hospitals, and I'm not saying every single hospital in America is like this, but a lot of them in the blue states, I think, are. Actually, I think they're all over the United States. Because hospitals are money machines. They don't want to make you better. They just want you to keep coming back to give them more money. They they like it when you just keep taking meds and keep coming back. They don't want you to go to the gym and exercise and change your diet. They want you to be sick because that's how they survive. They don't want to cure cancer. That would be the worst thing ever for them to cure cancer. So what happens is um, you go into the hospital. You're allowed to use your cell phone. You start calling your family. You're getting sicker because they're giving you something to make you sicker. Uh, and then all of a sudden they pull your phone from you. Remember, you're by yourself in the hospital. Nobody can come in and visit. So you're allowed to get calls uh, in your room. They take the phone out of the room. That's what they did with this guy. Excuse me. They took the phone out of his room. No cell phone, no phone in the room. You had to call the nurse's desk, and they would always say, he's sleeping right now, can't be bothered. And the next thing you know, you call, he's not here anymore, he's dead. Right. I'm not making this up. I this, I read this. I knew some of this stuff was going on, but I didn't know it was so blatant. And so, it's like it's like going into a concentration camp. You're gonna not. You're gonna go in, but you're not gonna come out. And right. several of his, uh, at least one or two of these relatives in this article, wanted him to get him out. And one person tried to leave. They wouldn't let him leave. You can't leave. And, and you're too sick, or you're this or that. He, and the woman said, I'll sign a paper stating stating that I'm not going to hold you liable. And they do have those. Um, right. Refusing treatment. I can't remember the name, but you know the name, Dave. AMA against medical advice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. And those right. are, everybody knows about that. They went and let this person sign that. And that person died. So this one particular writer of Reuters, and uh, when Dave is talking, maybe I can look it up on my phone, but Five of six of his relatives died in hospitals, and they tried. They wanted to leave and come home, and they wouldn't let him go home. And they're dying in there. And um, when you're committing a crime, you don't want witnesses. Right. When you're going to go get drugs down on Fifth and Blair somewhere, you're going to do it in the middle of the night when nobody's around and nobody's seeing. So. Why in the world, I always wondered why, if you're all masked up and you're all gowned up, and you've got gowns and masks and you work in a hospital, why in the world your family can't come and see you? Right. Now, especially if you know they're dying, if the, if the masks are so great, then why can't you go in the hospital with a mask on and see your dying relative if the mask works so good? And exactly. So these are the questions that do- Dr. Anthony um, Lord Fauci needs to answer, and mm-hmm. and and his medical team and these doctors that are doing this are killing people. Exactly. Now I'll, I'll just state right now a disclaimer: not every doctor in every hospital is doing this, but there are hospitals and doctors doing this, mm-hmm. and this is why you've got hospitals losing fifty percent of their nursing and doc and doctors because they're they don't want to take the jab, and they're tired of doing this. Uh, one of the when you take the oath to be a doctor, it's not to, it's you're not to cause harm to a patient. Exactly, do no harm. You know, I was mm-hmm. a, a volunteer firefighter up there where Dave lives in Oregon for 14 almost 15 years, and they tell you don't cause more harm to the patient. Don't just rip them out of a car after a car accident because they could have a cervical spine injury. That's right. You know, unless the car is on fire. 
So EMTs and uh, EMTs are taught this. Medics are taught this. Um, doctors, nurses, everybody knows this. But yet they're giving drugs, medication, whatever you want to call it, to patients that are causing the very thing they're trying to treat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just crazy. It's just idiocracy. The movie I bring it up all the time because it's. <laughs> I love that movie. It's funny, but <clears throat> it, this is exactly we're doing the very things that it's just stupid. But you yeah. know what? These people aren't stupid. They're doing this on purpose. They are doing this on purpose. I would say to anybody out there, if you're sick and if you if you have a good hospital in your in your town and you know it, in the emergency room, fine. But I, I I said today I said I, I'm if I get sick I'm not going to the hospital I'd rather die in my bed or on my couch than go right. to the hospital and never see my family again. Exactly. And, and so and, and think about it, Dave. You couldn't go to funerals. What the heck? Were you going to give COVID to the dead person? <laughs> I mean, let's let's just say you can't have a huge funeral. You can only have three or four people. Well, usually the people are of the same household of the person that died. They're they're family members. Mm -hmm. You know, just wear a mask, go stand on their grave and say goodbye, but you can't even do that. No. Why? Because they're hiding criminal activity. And and more and more morgues and uh, uh, doctors doing autopsies are coming out and speaking out because they do autopsies on these patients and find out they didn't die of the very thing the hospital said they died of. Mm -hmm. That's so right. they're, they're having to lie too. It's just, mm -hmm. you know what happens when you lie and you cover another lie and you cover another lie? Eventually you get caught lying. Right. But you can't remember the first lie and you're on the fourth or fifth lie. And what's Fauci say? Mask, you don't have to wear masks. Nobody needs masks. Ah, just go out. And then he says, okay, you need masks. Then you need a double mask. And then he says, it's okay to have sex with somebody you don't know. But as long as you wear a mask. He actually said that on television. Right. I mean, so. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. I, it's just it's, crazy. It's, it's lunacy. So. Yeah. But you know what? There's a lot of good people in this country, a lot of good people. And there's a lot of good Democrats. And there's liberals out there. I have liberal friends that are good people. They're right. just believing a lie. And mm -hmm. um, they can get sick and die from this stuff just as easy as we can. So yeah. pray for them. Pray for your family, pray for your country, and start voicing your opinion if you already mm -hmm. haven't. And yeah. that's how it's got to start. We got to go to the board, the school board meetings, and say, you know what? You're not teaching my kid about homosexuality in second grade. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do that. You know, and Dave, you yeah. saw the video of the woman who confronted the school board of the high school. Oh that yeah, that was good. She was teaching about pedo they were they have books, folks. In this, we have this video. We might have shared this last week. Um, a mom went to a board meeting of a school district in their high schools. They have books in the libraries about be, how to be a pedophile, right, and homosexual, and uh, this is how these books. I can't even. It's too graphic. But she was very graphic, very very graphic. And they tried to shut her down, but but you know what happened? They took the books out of the library, and now right. the whole world knows about it. So it it does 
there is a profit in speaking up and mm-hmm. you're not, everybody's going to like it. You know, um, at my job, uh, people are pretty nice to me, but there's, there's only a few of us out of 30 that don't have the shot. And oh, that's what I was going to say. I'll be done, Dave. I'm, sure. No, go ahead. I had, I had some coffee right before we got on to stay awake and I think it's kicking in. Oh, um, watch out folks. <laughs> uh, just when you thought it was safe to watch the posing the matrix. Um, there's a there's a guy at work, I won't mention names, super nice guy. He got the shot six, seven, eight months ago when it first came out. No side effects that I knew of. And then about a month ago, I, and I said this, I think, a couple of weeks ago, I saw him standing by his work truck on a Friday afternoon, and he looked terrible. He was leaning against the truck like he was holding him up. And I said his name, and I said, hey, you okay? Yeah, I'm just a little tired. I'm fine. I didn't see him for 10 days. He got quarantined. Mm-hmm. But but it was all hush-hush because I worked for a school district. And nobody knew exactly. We had there was rumors, but nobody knew exactly. And it's his business. It's HIPAA, right? Right. It should be. Right. And so, but he was gone for 10 days. And that's the time they quarantine you for in the school district is 10 working days. Right. So he came back two or three weeks ago and I saw him today and today's Monday. He had all weekend off. He didn't work over the weekend. He was home. He at lunch, he could barely sit upright in the chair at the break room. He, he looked, he didn't look just tired. And I could be totally wrong here. Maybe he just had a hard night. But I've known this, worked with this guy for five and a half years, and I haven't seen him like this until the last month and a half. Uh-huh. He looked like he couldn't sit up straight in the chair. He looked exhausted. His face was drawn in. He just he had this look of sick. Right. But he, but he wasn't coughing. But um, I'm I'm kind of curious to see how the next few weeks go for him. I'm worried about him. I really am. He's a super nice guy. I really like him a lot. And I'm, I'm actually worried about him. Um, I prayed for him today and, and he got the shot. And so uh, there's other people in my, you know, where I work that have gotten sick all of a sudden who got the shot. Everybody who's put this way, six, I don't want to exaggerate here, but at least six of the people out of 20, I mean, got, uh, 26 got shots out of 30 or 25 mm-hmm. and six or seven in one week called in sick. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. Now maybe they're really sick, but I've been there five and a half, six years, even during the, the worst flu season in the last five years, maybe one person in a month would call in. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was yeah. sick in one week and a person who works there who has knowledge of stuff. I'm not going to mention names, mentioned that what they thought of it, they thought, and they are one of the ones that don't have the shot. Uh-huh. And we were talking about thinking, I just pray we're not short staffed a year from now. Right. right. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to go there because I, I don't want people to get sick and die and say, well, we told you so. I mean, that's horrible. I, I'm mad I'm mad at the government. I'm mad at our school districts. I'm upset with these people. There's a special place in hell for the people that are in these positions that are pushing this, knowing, knowing that it's hurting people. Right. 
Now, there's some people out there that just go along with it and believe the lie because they just believe it with all their heart. They, they're okay. I can't have to be upset with them. But the Fauci's, the school districts, and the managers, the, the doctors, and the nurses that work and know this, and they're allowing it. Uh huh. They're held accountable to God on that day of judgment. And boy, that's going to be quite that's the day. Right. You know, it's going to be a sad day. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Um, you know, Brian, this thing tends to this vaccine, or I don't even like to call it that anymore. Let's call it the death jab. Yeah. Um, it's, um, I've been noticing more and more just by reading and looking at things that it seems to target things, places in your body that are weird, not weird, <laughs> that are, sorry, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> it's weird that this thing attacks things in your body that are uh, susceptible. Um, now, back when in 2017, when I had cancer, one of the reasons they knew I had it is I had a very high elevated white count. Okay. And white count means it's your, your white blood cells. They're, they're been activated. They're going to fight an infection. You know, I had, uh, I think they removed 11 lymph nodes or 13, I think. Wow. And, a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Aside from the cancer, but anyway, so it's, and the interesting part of this, Brian, is that nobody in my family has ever had cancer before. Okay. That I know of, you know, and I've been going back generations looking what people died of and everything. And, um, so, you know, it could, it could have been environmental factors or whatever, but, um, I'm not ruling that out, but it goes after things. Now I was looking at natural news and, um, it says sex in the city actor calls non-vaxxed people ignorant morons. He's dead five months after potential Pfizer mRNA induced cancer. Well, yeah, if it destroys all your blood cells and you're, and you got a little cancer started. Or if you're susceptible, if your genetics say that you're, you know, you're more susceptible to cancer, that anything that things that can take advantage of you is going to. And so he probably has a susceptibility to get cancer. And normally his white blood cells could probably fight it off. You know, if it was just a little bit of cancer, maybe they could fight it off. Uh, Mm Because they say everybody's got cancer in them. You know, it's just that your body's strong and it fights it. Um, So... That being the case, this guy, you know, he he gets the shot, he gets cancer, and he dies. So it's it's affecting so many things. It really is, um, and it's really sad that it's um, that it's doing this. And that now they say the truth here: P- potential Pfizer mRNA induced cancer. Okay, now I'm sure the hospital didn't call it that. I'm sure that the doctors didn't. And and by the way, you mentioned Fauci. Fauci said, was asked the other day, are we going to be able to meet for Christmas? You know, everybody get together for Christmas. And he said, it's too early to tell. Well, Mr. Fauci, I got news for you. I'm meeting whether you say it's okay or not. I really don't give, <laughs> give a darn what you say. As a matter of Lord, fact, if you say not to, it's going to make me want to do it all the more. So, um, and anyway, so I was reading another thing here and I'm just reading headlines. I'm not going to go into the articles. Um, Tucker Carlson, pretty good guy. You know, he's, uh, I think he got vaccinated and I'm sad about that, but a lot of people on Fox did and for whatever reason they did, that was their reasons between them and God and them and the, their family and stuff like that. But, um, it says, uh, Carlson, America's, America has lo- not lost its religion. It just replaced it with the cult of coronavirus. 
And I said that a while back, you know, I said, this is turning into a religion. And that's why I call them branch COVIDians, you know, and, it, you know, you look at a religion, right? A religion has a deity. Well, the deity would be COVID. The prophets and the priests would be the scientists. You know, the lay people would be the people that attend the, the church, you know, what have you, church, synagogue, whatever. And, um, and then the, uh, the people that die from the vaccine are the people that, Basically, the martyrs, I would call them. Uh, so it's a complete religion and it's, it's really taking it over, taking things over, you know, it's, and that's the reason I think that, uh, uh, attending church service was, was banned, um, during that time is because they were getting their religion all set up and they didn't want Christianity getting in the way of the, the, um, branch Covidian religion. And so they shut the, the uh, Christian churches down for a while just so they could get back up to par. Um, to where they could be uh, something that's in the running. And I know it sounds really sick and it almost sounds like it's impossible to believe, but just think about it, you know, uh, ruminate on this, that uh, folks that, uh, you know, look at the people that are out there. They have a fervor about, about getting your shot or wearing a mask or standing six feet from another person, just like a, um, a religious fanatic would have, just like if you were into Saudi Arabia or something and you would, You'd be afraid of uh, offending a Muslim um, with their, one of their many rules that you probably don't know about, you know. And uh, it, it's it's crazy. They're turning into fanatics. They really are. And now they're blaming the unvaccinated for for everything that's going wrong with the world. Well, gee, what country did that happen in back in the? Oh yeah, Nazi Germany blamed one people, or I should say uh, several people, um, groups of minorities, and and Jews, and and blamed them for all the ills of the world. You know, and, and that's what's happening with COVID. You know, oh, you didn't get your, you didn't get your uh, vaccine. So you're a spreader. You know, you're a super spreader. You're a super duper spreader. So pretty soon it's going to be. And, uh, yeah, it, and it's just, it's ridiculous. And it's, um, it's turning into almost a, um, an, a, not an inquisition, but a um, crusade against the unvaccinated, you know, and it probably will turn into that before, um, Push comes to shove, but I know that, um, I was listening to one fellow, um, the other day and, uh, he's under the opinion that this, this thing is going to run its course pretty soon because, um, and it's happening right now. Uh, that article I read from Israel, you know, people are getting fed up. They're starting to fight back. Uh, the, what you talked about with, um, with the people that are forming, uh, groups to, to fight against the teachers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. People are getting organized to fight back, and and I'm glad they're fighting. You know, they're trying trying to take the people or or make them so they can't stay in a union anymore because unions are worthless. You know, I I've been members of unions before, and um, recently uh, with the nursing here, and um, all they are is is a pocketbook. Yeah, you know, you give me your money, and I'll I'll represent you. And then you want the representation and they're nowhere to be found. And that happened to me two or three times on this job I was on. So if you're a union member and you disagree with me, well, then maybe you need to get into a pickle uh, with your employer and find out that the union is going to say, oh, okay, well, you know, it was nice while it lasted. You know, we, we had a nice little affair, but I'm breaking it off now. Okay. Right. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's what I got to say about all this, but, um, Man, I'm telling you, it's it's uh, it's frustrating, but at the same time, Brian and, and our audience, I'm happy that um, that things are starting to turn around. 
that people are finally starting to wake up. I am very proud of the African-American community because they've been fighting this tooth and nail. Yeah, um, and and because they remember, they remember the Tuskegee experiments. They remember how how the government uses them for guinea pigs, whether it's financially, mm-hmm. uh, well, economically, or or whatever. You know, it was always well. Let's see what happens to the blacks when we do that. You know, and and right. I'm glad that they're fighting it. And I just wait that I wish that more more Hispanics would wake up. You know, and and more um, more Asians would wake up, and um, especially the Chinese because. It was explained to me a long time ago um, by a Japanese lady I worked with that the Japanese tend to be more conservative and the Chinese yeah. tend to be more liberal, you know, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so if the Asian community could wake up and we could just all get together and fight this thing, I think it would, well, we could take our country back and um, and that would be a good thing. So, no, anyway, I, Brian, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, go ahead, Brian. <laughs> no, I just want to piggyback on what you said about the unvaccinated. I just, there's an article here on Rapture Ready. Yeah. And folks, that's a site out there. It's been, I've been following this site for 20 years. It's really good. It's Christian based. They have all the news articles of all the things going on every day. They also have commentaries and things like that, but I get it for the news. Right. It says, um, and these are all come from like different, like, you know, the Post or Jerusalem Post or whatever newspaper, whatever, like I talk Reuters. So they, this is where they get their articles and stuff. And a lot of times, a lot of the stuff that they get is not on mainstream news. So they dig for it for you and then put it out there. And it says unvaccinated students to wear different colored wristbands so they can be identified. Oh, that's Post nice. Student, yeah, isn't that great? First year yeah. student at the University of Bath, B-A-T-H, what, uh, have been given uh, armbands by authorities to signal whether they've been double vaccinated with unvaxxed students having to wear a different color. Um, and you think, okay, that's here in America, right? Right. Here's, here's where we're headed if we don't push back. Scenes in Australia now look like dysposia horror flick. And oh, yeah. And the Lieutenant General promises everyone will have the first dose of facts, the first dose of facts by Christmas. Um, that's where we're headed, where right. they're using the military down there to force vaccinations on people, pulling yeah, them out pretty... of their homes and making them get the vax. It's nasty. Pulling kids away from their parents, our parents from kids. This is happening as we speak in Australia, uh, can it happen here? You, yeah, you bet it can. Is it going to? Yep. It might happen in spots, but if we push back now, like we were doing, it's going to stop. Um, and then there's another one here. Uh, regulations are stopping doctors from treating COVID and people are dying. It's all too common story. A teen I know currently has COVID and is fairly sick. After emergency room examination yesterday, he was released from the hospital, and he and his mother were simply told there's no treatment protocol for COVID. Actually, there are different treatments for COVID. So they go in the hospital, he's got COVID, and they say they can't treat him. Well, we know that's a lie. Yeah. That's totally a lie. There's several things out there. Um, what's the one that Trump took? Uh, chloroquine? Is that it? 
I think he took hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That right there is, that helps like a lot, especially if you get COVID in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then one more here. This is all about COVID and what it's doing to our country. New York governor fires healthcare workers in masses and pandemic for refusing vaccine. New York governor Kathy Hochul, I think, ordered thousands of healthcare workers be fired at midnight on Monday amid a pandemic after giving a speech saying big pharma's shots were given to us by God. And anyone who refuses them is not listening to God and what God wants. Man, these people are, are just arrogant, just arrogant, boastful. Um, these, these governors, these leaders, these senators, these anybody who's in power, that God's God actually, if you read the Psalms, God put them in power. And he can take them out of power. He puts in offices who he wants. He takes out who he wants. And so pray that God removes these governors, these politicians. I mean, uh, man, I, I mean, OAC, uh, Bernie oh. Sanders, yeah. uh, Dianne Feinstein, uh, uh, Biden, Kamala Harris. They all need to go. I, right. they, need, they need to. I, I want them. I would love them to replace I would love that the military would come in and finally fix this fake election. Yeah. Folks, you probably already know this, but do you realize all that we're talking about tonight and that's happening right now started January 20th? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Was it January 20th? Was the inauguration? The day of the Yeah, January? it's the inauguration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Biden signed, I don't remember how many, but dozens of executive orders stopping, um, stopping our freedoms. He mm-hmm. shut down the shale, the oil, getting oil out from shale. We were uh, the number one producer in oil, like the first time ever. We were inter- energy independent, and he shuts it down. Yeah. And he says, and then he comes like a month later, later and says, we need to um, go around to other nations and ask them to, to bring their up, to up their output of oil because we're short. Duh. Yeah. He just shut us down. And exactly. And so. These, everything is happening. It's been happening for a while. COVID's been around before Biden. But it's accelerated since the inauguration. And it's accelerating every day. And Biden gets on the podium, leans into the camera, and says, you unvaccinated. You need to get vaccinated. You need to get on board. You're hurting America. You're killing people. But there's no scientific evidence that, Anybody who's not vaccinated is killing anybody. But there is evidence of people shedding from getting the shot of COVID and making other people sick. There's no evidence that masks work. Before COVID, every doctor in America, anybody who had any kind of smarts about medical knows that masks are a temporary thing you use in the hospital. They're not an all-inclusive, keep me safe from disease thing. It this doesn't. If it was, then why are the why are these states having surges in COVID and the variant? If everything in the lock, they're not working. The best thing that can happen to us is herd immunity, and that's exactly what we have. Um, California's got the lowest infection rate and death rate in the country as I speak for COVID, but yet they're pushing the vaccines harder than ever, and they're talking about mandating them. Actually, they have mandated them in parts of the state where you can't even go to a restaurant unless you're vaccinated and you have a card. Uh-huh. So anyway, I know we're kicking kicking a dead horse here with the COVID, but 
Um, it's COVID is a frontline war against our democracy, and it's happening as we speak. It's got to stop. That's right. And the only way we can stop is people like myself, Dave, our families, and the families out there are watching, listening to us and other podcasts and other people all over the world. Got to rise up and voice your opinion and tell them to stop. Because mm-hmm. if you elect them and put them in office, you can take them out of <clears> office by getting somebody else. If That's right. If your election system is rigged like ours is, it needs to be fixed. So you need to start in that area and get people in there to fix it and pressure your your congressmen, your senators, your politicians to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And people don't realize that each state has representatives dependent on their population uh, demographic. Right. So if all of a sudden – 40 million people live here in California, say 5 million move away, which is probably going to happen, it's happening as I speak, then the the Democrats of that state is going to change and they're going to lose seats. Right. And then the the other state they move into, if it grows in population, there'll be extra seats there. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I can tell you right now, the Democrats should be afraid. Yeah, they have the, the coastal cities, the large coastal cities, but that's all they got. The rest of our country is not on board with them. Right. Not even California. You you have San Francisco, L.A., Berkeley, different places, yeah, that liberalism is thriving. But compared to the rest of the state of California and the rest of the cities in our country, it's a small part. So there should be no reason we can't take this country back. That's there right. should be no reason. That's if right. If everybody in the rural areas voted mm. for uh, – a Republican or conservative for president, we should be able to take the country back. But the reason we're not is they fixed the system. And now mm-hmm. that's being taken to court. And that's another, another podcast for another day. That's right. So, but it's, it'll be a good one. When we do it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's yeah. an article here about remdesivir increasing yeah. people's risk for needing to be hospitalized for COVID. Yeah. And in our um, esteemed colleague that's writing back and forth to us, um, pointed that out, that it uh, attacks the kidneys and um, causes renal failure. So, folks, you got to realize that if the government wants you to have it, you don't want it. Um, nowadays, anyway, uh, if they're telling you that remdesivir is okay, do not take it. If they tell you, Because like Brian pointed out, there's other drugs. There's ivermectin, there's... Um, hydroxychloroquine or Plaquenil is the uh, brand name for that. Um, there are so many things. Uh, some people say large doses of vitamin D and C and all different vitamins are helping out. So um, it's what was you, it's funny because the the um, except for well even the smell and taste you lose those sometimes when you get the flu, but the um, all the side effects of the of the virus all the symptoms I should say that's a better word for what is what they're calling a virus, I'm still not convinced of it, um, is the same as when you have the flu, a bad case of the flu, okay? So what's to say, and remember the flu disappeared last year, right, Brian? It disappeared. It wasn't around yeah, I anymore. Saw, I saw it on a milk carton. They were looking for it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it's, it's funny. Um, so why would the flu disappear? Unless 
coronavirus is just a bad case of the flu. Okay. And the flu's around all the time. You know, it's. Right. So my, I was often thinking because, you know, oh, why didn't you get the vaccine? You know, why would I take the vaccine for the flu? Oh, it's not the flu. They're always going to reply, it's not the flu. Why? It's got the same, it's got the same, uh, symptoms. Well, yeah. It's, well, if it's got the same symptoms as the flu and you can live through the flu, why can't you live through COVID? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the flu every year kills tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people in this country and worldwide. You know, it, because it takes advantage. What it does is it lowers your immune system, just like coronavirus does, just like the vaccines do. The vaccines more, in fact, lower your blood cell count, your white blood cells. Um, and after a while, it destroys your ability to make them. Um, right. If you get the third shot, yeah, well, uh, you know, I, if I was a coroner, I'd be calling every, not a coroner, but a, um, um, you know, a grave guy. Um, I'd be calling people and say, hey, did you get your third shot? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, we've got this wonderful package for you. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it's a terrible marketing um, thing, but, you know, hey, take advantage of it. It might work. Um, so anyway, so they're, they're so similar that, you know, and I was, um, was I talking with you about it, the 1917 pandemic? Yeah, you were talking right. to me about that. Okay, here, folks, you got to listen to this, okay? Back in 1917, there was a, I think he was a colonel or captain. No, he's a captain, and his last name was Gates. Um, I think it's Frederick Gates, or it was uh, something like that. Anyway, and he was messing around and um, with meningitis vaccines. And the thing was, okay, well, you get a, you get the first shot. This is going to sound familiar. You get the first shot. Then you get the second shot. And after you get the second shot, I'm, I'm thinking that if I read the article correctly, there was a third shot. Okay. And then you were pretty well inoculated against meningitis. Um, I don't know what it was meningitis B, A or whatever. Um, however, some of this, and it, he was giving it to soldiers. Okay. Well, World War One was really heating up and we, we got into the war, <clears throat> decided to send a bunch of our soldiers over there. A lot of those soldiers were soldiers that were in that trial phase. They were sent over there only after getting the first shot. So they came down with meningitis. And it's awful weird or funny, funny meaning, for lack of better words, queer. Uh, that's That word used to mean that. Um, it's funny that this, our soldiers go over there, then all of a sudden an outbreak happens in, in France and Spain. Well, not Spain that much. Spain was where it was identified. That's why it was called the Spanish flu. But um, so all of a sudden there's this outbreak and it's going around the world and then it comes back to the United States with the soldiers coming back and uh, and then it becomes a pandemic in the United States. So was the the outbreak in 1917, 18? I think it went for three or four years. Um, was it really a virus or was it meningitis? So you got to ask, you got to wonder. You know, right. I thought it was awful interesting that the guy that was experimenting it was named Gates. <laughs> And now in our current era, we have a guy that want, named Gates that wants everybody to get the shot, you know. Um, it's it's uncanny. The parallels are uncanny. They really are. Yeah. So before you go calling it a virus, you know, think twice. And why would an antibiotic and anti-parasitic um, drug treat a, treat a virus? That's unheard of. That just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
you use an antiviral to treat viruses, you use an antibiotic to treat bacterial infections, and you use a, a, an anti-parasitical, um, uh, uh, which is an, an, actually what hydro, hydroxychloroquine is. It's a malaria drug, and malaria is a plasmid infection of your blood. Um, why would those three, those two drugs be used to treat a virus unless it, it's not a virus? So I'll leave you with that, you know, uh, that notion. I'm not leaving or anything, but I'm just something to think about, you know. Well, um, again, I, um, just a thought on that. I mean, you can go to Costco and get vitamin D and calcium and these different things to treat the COVID. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if it was a really deadly virus, you think some vitamins and calcium would help? Yeah, right. You know. Right. Uh-huh. So I don't know. It's if it's coming out of Fauci's mouth, if it's coming out of Biden's mouth, if their mouth is moving, it's a lie. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, any any politician nowadays, especially yeah. uh, leftist liberals and stuff like that, they speak and I don't believe it. Um, let's see here. Hey, um, oh, go ahead. I broke quick. Oh, I, oh, this ahead. is um, Mr. Jordan says. Um, oh. Right. Also, IIRC. There were, I don't know what that means. I mean, he could tell me there were tons of deaths due to pneumonia caused by masks. He said orange juice and an hour of walk outside each day is what he thinks is good. And I think that's good too. Mm-hmm. You know, orange juice is loaded with vitamin C, tons yeah. and tons of vitamin C. Yeah. And I'd rather take it that way than chewing a tablet or taking a tablet, yeah, you know, but um, it's, it's, yeah. Someday, a hundred years from now, there's, they're going to be examining this time of history. Um, I don't even really think we're going to be around then, but if we are, well, I'm um, not yeah, right. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> that would, that would be a cruel punishment handed yeah, out. Right. From the Lord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, they're going to be looking at textbooks and talking about how stupid this era was and how dumb the people were by believing what the government told them to do. And how they were like sheep led to the slaughter and everything else. And, um, yeah, he says OJ equals vitamin C, sunlight equals vitamin D. And that's true. Um, if you get out in the sun, folks, you really don't need to take it here in Oregon. It rains so much and it's cloudy so much that almost everybody's eating vitamin D. <laughs> um, and you know, we, we really crave the sun. And when the sun comes out, we make sure we get out in it as much as we can. So yeah. That's cool, Matt. That's good. I like this comments. I, yeah, I, I do too. I see them on my screen too. So, well, you um, should have been here the other night, Brian. <laughs> I think I think I had every um, every troll that lives on the planet Earth talking to me on here. <laughs> well, you might, you might be doing something right. The trolls are hanging out with us now. <laughs> yeah, and you know, remember I mentioned earlier about the Reuters um, article. Uh-huh. I found the article. I just want to read a couple things off of it and clarify and make sure I got it right. This is that Reuters article about the guy that talked about his family. He says, um, let's see. Uh, he says, I made the, he made a video. Um, uh, let me see. Government wants to depopulate. Let's see. Here we go. I have spoken to a few nurses and medical personnel who admitted there were kickbacks by government by the government for every death marked as COVID. 
They didn't want their names used for obvious reasons and wouldn't use their names even if they gave them to me. COVID kickbacks are great for hospitals for obvious reasons and great for the government. They get their numbers for the COVID deaths. Um, governments, governments want to do, depopulate and using hospitals to murder people with no witnesses is a perfect plan. Inflated COVID numbers and to, to the, add to the fear and scare tactics that ultimately force the obeying population into getting the jab, which has been killing thousands. He goes into, I made a, a video, and he has a video here. Uh, it says all the stories were the same between the two hospitals in different states. These are his relatives, okay? I talked about earlier. Three of right. the hospital deaths occurred in the same hospital within four weeks, and the other two deaths occurred in two hospitals in another state within two weeks of each other. The hospital murders had the same events. Here's the events. We were, we were able to speak to them on the phone and they showed signs of fear and wanted to get out. Within a few days, their cell phones were taken from them so they could get rest. The phones to the room was removed and any calls had to be routed by the main desk. The front desk nursing station always had the same story. They're sleeping, call back later, later never came. On rare chance, they were able to talk with our family members. They said they wanted to leave and were scared. Call Calls were cut short. Our cousin said, get me out of here. They're trying to kill me. And after that, no more phone calls were allowed. Our aunt said, this isn't right. I need to go home. After that, no more phone calls were allowed. My parents were both in the third hospital at the same time and wanted to go home. My father got out after telling him many times he is not allowed to be discharged. My mother wanted to get out, and they would not allow it. She said she would sign a waiver dismissing the hospital from anything that may happen after she left. The hospital on her own, the hospital on her own, they would not allow it. Hospitals cannot hold you against your will. The hospital tried administering different kinds of drugs to my mother, and she would uh, would not take them or allow it. She complained a lot, and finally got only with the, got out only with the help of a nurse named Karen. I drove to the hospital and met my mother at the exit. Karen got her out of there. My parents recovered fine at home. Most of of our family members were forced onto ventilators where they didn't need to be. Um, our cousin was in his early 40s, never drank, never smoked, never had health issues, and yet died of a heart attack while on a ventilator. The hospitals kept asking our family for a DNR. Uh, this is not right. Hospitals should ask how the patient and the family feel about a DNR, not if they can use one. After the fourth time of asking for a DNR and the family refusing later that day, our cousin died of a heart attack. Our cousin's cell phone was taken. He tried to escape after saying, get me out of here. They're trying to kill me. And two weeks later, he was gone. It's been suggested to have someone enter the hospital to film undercover what is going on and to successfully escape. I thought about it. You have to sneak in a camera. I had another dream. Oh, this, he goes on. So this is crazy. I know I went over this, but I wanted to read it because it's, it's better when I read it, I think. Um, that's happening in America, Dave. That's yeah. happening. Yeah, it is. 
what's happening in the good old USA and our local hospitals, you can't leave a hospital. You can't, they want you to sign a DNR. They're putting it in your face. You got to sign this. You got to sign this. It's because they're going to kill you. Right. They, they, and, it, and this guy was 40. He was young. For anybody under 40, 40 is young. <laughs> so, 40 is yeah. young. So, um, it, we got we got to stop this. We got to stop this craziness. I don't know what to do. We just, you know, I'm a born again believer. I'm a Christian, and I know what God's plan is for this world. But until He comes back, this is the place we live. This is where we hang our hat. This is called uh, for anybody out there in other countries listening. I'm talking about America right now. This is where we live, and we need to fight for it. And whoever's watching or listening, whatever country you're in, you need to fight for it. You need to fight for your freedom. And I never thought we'd have to fight for our freedom not to be vaccinated and right. to die from a, a death jab. But I always thought it would be, you know, a, an invading army would come in or something like that. No, we have invading liberals coming in, pushing death jabs on us, wanting to depopulate the earth so they can bring in the perfect utopia because they know better than us because they're smarter than us. Right. You know, I think a lot of it has to do um, currently anyway. I mean, that's always been the world's uh, where the new new ages or new world orders uh, yeah. aspiration to get rid of us, you know. Um, but I think right now it's it's being taken advantage of by the Chicoms, mm-hmm. and um, because they're running out of food, you know. That was pointed out. I don't know if it was you or Eric that told me that it they're running me. out of food. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're running out of food, and they need they need more food for their population. <clears throat> I mean, they've tried to kill their own populations many times over. You know. Oh, you can only have one child, you know, and, and what they were doing a long time. Well, I don't know, 23 years ago is if you had a boy, it could live. If you had a girl, they were yeah. killing it, killing her, excuse me. And, um, so they, they've been the author of some really nasty stuff. And, um, but they would love nothing better than to take over the breadbasket of this country. I mean, look at California. You guys down there grow about everything there is. Yeah. You know, and then uh, up here, you know, we grow the grass and uh, real grass, not marijuana, although they grow it here, too. But, um, you know, and up in Washington State and here in Oregon, too, it's lumber. And, you know, I, I keep hearing, oh, we're short. there's a lumber shortage. There's a lumber shortage. Brian, I drove past a train on 99 West the other day, and it must have had 70 or 80 cars filled with lumber, train cars. And I... I live on a highway here and I'm watching all day long as logging trucks are going by and I'm thinking, man, they're cutting down too many trees, you know, <laughs> and, and they're going yeah. by, you know, I swear three an hour at least. Yeah. You know, so how can there be a lumber? And that's just one highway. I mean, they're, they're cutting them down off of 58. They're cutting them down off of 22, you know, north of us, um, and off of 20, you know, if you head off over to the Cascades that way, there's logging trucks coming down there all the time. There is no way. In just this little area of Oregon that, you know, we're, that we have a lumber shortage, it's just impossible. But if it's getting shipped to China and they're using all the lumber, yes, we have a lumber shortage. Right. And then they make two things like toothpicks and they send them back here and we have to pay, you know, $5 for a box of toothpicks or wooden matches or whatever, you know, um, don't ever buy the furniture, man, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, but, uh, don't buy anything from China as a matter of fact. Um, It'd be my advice, but, um, it's, 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 you know, things are going on. It's, 
it's it doesn't take a, a a brainiac to figure this out. You know, you you look at your what's going on around you, and then you make determinations depending on what you see. Right. Yeah. You know, if you see three guys beating up on an old lady, well, they're probably criminals, and the old lady's probably getting yeah. mugged, and you go over and help. Yeah. You don't sit there and go, well, you know, those poor three guys that are beating her up, they probably haven't had any food for a week, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. <laughs> um, let's see, this uh, Arrow Ace here is saying, I help my father in construction when I'm off of work. Prices of everything has significantly gone up. Yeah, we know. Well, I'll tell you. Um, things that you used to be able to buy a two-by-four for almost nothing. And now, how much is the two by four now, Brian? You go in there and buy all that stuff all the time. Uh, Home Depot is like eight dollars for a two by four. Two by four by eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, eight dollars for one board. That's that's pretty man. If you yeah, wanted to build a house be, nowadays, it used to be two dollars just six months ago. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so it's going somewhere. The wood's going somewhere, and it's not going here. No. So the the Chicoms are probably taking it and bringing it over there. Um. They're sucking up everything that there is. They're buying land here. They're buying farms here um, so they can take over the farms and grow food. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even the house Chinese troops someday. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, that should be our, our immediate focus right now when it comes to, like you said, an enemy of our country. You know, um, we got our leaders, which are promoting the, the COVID thing um, to try to get rid of us. And, Whatever's not left, the Chinese are going to come and sweep up, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there was an article on um, Natural News uh, probably about a month ago now. Yeah, time's going so fast. Um, and it, it said that the um, people like Pelosi, you know, the representatives, the, the, the Dem, uh, uh, Democrats, you know, um, are, are, are actually starting, if they finally woke up, according to this article, and they realized that when the Chinese, when and if the Chinese do come, that their heads are going to be on the block the first thing. The right. first thing they do is they get rid of the op- opposing uh, political system. And, you know, all the begging that Pelosi does and uh, all the um, the uh, sucking up that maybe Kamala Harris does and, and Biden and everything else, you know, is going to do nothing. Uh, to save their lives. And I think they finally come to that, that conclusion. Although Biden still seems to be in bed with the Chinese. Um, but, you know, I don't think Biden knows where he sleeps anymore, actually. He's, uh, he wakes up and goes, where am I? And, uh, he, and he's been doing a lot of, I think he, you and I were talking about that the other day. He's been doing a lot of his broadcasts in front of a uh, green screen. Was that you yeah. and I that were talking about that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he got, he got the so-called, booster shot in, in the White House. It wasn't even in the White House. It was on a sound stage with a fake White House in the background. So, yeah, it was fake. Yeah, yeah. It leaked out. Mm-hmm. And it, it was probably normal saline anyway. Yeah, and, and no. like I said last week, why is he doing Why doesn't he just do it in the White House? Yeah, exactly. Is he not really in the White House? Is he can't go in there? I mean, what's going on? Well, that raises a whole bunch of questions when yeah, you say that. In the White House. He's got he's got the key, right? Or did uh-huh. or did uh, it was his wife saying Jill lock him out? You know? Yeah, could be. You know? Could be. My question has always been because usually at the inauguration, the current president hands over the nuclear football to the incoming president. That's right. Trump left mm-hmm. Trump left hours earlier, and he's not supposed to leave that thing alone. He didn't have it in his hands when he left. So where is the nuclear football? 
does Trump still have it? And if he still has it, is he really kind of uh, de facto running things? I know. See, that's we, we got to do a show on just this because yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. Who's got the football? Who's on first? What's on second? That's Anybody right. else are not old enough to know what I'm talking about? But never mind. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> remember, who's on first? What's on second? Remember, was it <laughs> anyway? Never mind. Uh huh. Really? Uh, ROA says that uh, prices of my industry have at least doubled right now. Um, wow. He says uh, he or she. I'm sorry, I don't know, but um, says California more than anyone has been battering my industry for the past twenty odd years. Yep. You know, when I worked in pipe fitting years ago, Brian, we um. We had a thing with our union where um, actually that wasn't too bad a union actually when I think about it when I see what's out there now, yeah. but um, it's uh, we were welding on some pipe and and it was really terrible pipe. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, you do. Okay, I won't mention it. Wow. Look at the uh, look at the screen, Brian. I am. Yeah. Okay. That's great. We need to get together and talk. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Be good. Definitely. I can't um, tell you folks, but um, what was I saying? Oh, I forgot what I was saying. I got distracted here. It must not have been important. <laughs> oh, yeah, the pipe. And we were getting pipe from Japan. And oh, yeah. um, so you go to weld on it, and then you'd hit a pocket, you know, and it, the, the welding rod would blow through and stuff. And we just stopped. We said, we're not doing this anymore. Get American pipe. You know, so they stopped everything and they ordered a bunch of American pipe and then everything went just well right after that. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I can dig it. Ah, we'll just keep that between us. Yeah. Um, for your sake. Um, so anyway, you know, it just goes to show you that it can and, and it can be done. You can turn things around if you really have to, you know, it's, uh, I think that one of the things that would really get to this government is if, um, well, you're, you're very welcome airways. Uh, one of the things that would really get to this government is all the truckers tomorrow said, we're not driving for a week. I know that would be a real, uh, real thing in the pocketbook to those folks and, oh, and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, and all, all the nurses are walking out all the ones that care. You know, are walking out of the hospitals, out of doctors' offices, and everything. Um, MHTs and the CNAs are walking out. You um, see, you know, so it's that's really impacting. As a matter of fact, I think a bunch of states are calling in the National Guard to to fill those positions. Yeah, and uh, that kind of um, that kind of uh, might be a little illegal because you're not allowed to call up the National Guard to do things like that, or you're not allowed to use soldiers to do things like that. And they'll say, well, they're, they're the, um, they're the militia. They're not, well, how come if, the, if they're the militia, you guys can send them over to Iraq and Iran or Iraq and, uh, Afghanistan, uh, yeah. to fight a war, you know? So they're, no, they must be more than just the militia, you know? And, and, um, you know, I, I don't think I've said, I don't know if said this or not, but, um, back in the seventies, uh, they pulled a bunch of, I think it was Marines. And, um, or just military people and, and said, if you were called upon to fire upon your own countrymen, would you do it? And like 96% said no. 
And um, I imagine if they were the Marines, the other 4% probably got their head handed to them. But um, so then they asked every, every decade, like they asked a question, as I noticed that during the, every decade, the, um, the number goes down, um, you know, the people that would not fire on, on American citizens. And uh, when I was in school, nursing school, Back in uh, it was it 2013, I think there was a girl that was in the Air National Guard up in Portland, and I said I'm going to ask her, and I said, you know, I can't even remember her name right now. I says you're in the National Guard. If you had to fire on on your own people, on American citizens, would you do it? And she stopped, and she you know you could tell she was thinking, and she says, well, I guess if they were breaking the law, I would have to. And I'm right. like, okay, that's scary because they can change mm-hmm. the law in a second. Yeah. You know? And uh, so she's not going to go with her conscience. She's going to go with whatever the government tells her to do, you know, and that's dangerous. You know, it really is. So that's what we got to look forward to when it comes to the people that are supposed to be the uh, militia in this country. Yeah. So anyway, Brian, I'm sorry. I took up a lot of time. No, no, that's good. I'm you're you're sparking my couple of my brain cells that are left Uh -uh. uh, stuff to talk about. So, uh, coffee's wearing off, but I'm on impulse power. So um, we we kind of talked about China a little bit. Uh, where was I? What store was I at? It was a Target. I don't remember which store, but um, 80% of the stuff in the store is from China. Um, where I work uh, at a school district, and I'm a carpenter for them. There's two of us. Um we had to build plexiglass shields for the desks and for the offices. And guess where the plexiglass came from? Uh, China? Yeah, China. The Those blue masks that everybody wears. China. And Lowe's. Uh-huh. Look at where they come from. They come from China. And guess what else? Fauci has, inter- Fauci has interest in one or two of those companies that makes the masks over in China. Well, you know what? He's a good investor. You know what? I you guess companies, and then you make the uh, you make the what's the the disaster to up your stock. You know, make price, you know, money. Yeah. So, Just a but, little unethical. <laughs> I know. And so I guess one of the things um, I and I've talked about this before. I'm going to be. I'm going to keep talking about this for for a while. Our audience, whoever's watching and listening, you need to. If you already haven't. Um, you need to get extra food in your house. You need to have, I would say, at least a month, if not three to six months. And it's not because I think there's an earthquake coming to Southern California, which there probably is, or a tornado in the Midwest or a flood in the East or anything like that. It's because it's called the Democrat disaster, which is a partial economic downturn that is in progress as we speak. Right. And I, I really want to put this out there because it's been on my heart and my mind. I really read, I read about China a lot every day. I actually read up on more on them now than I do COVID. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of reading just like Dave does. I read for two or three hours a day, either early in the morning, at night, at lunch, but I'm always reading and researching uh, because everything is happening so fast. I want to be up on it. You miss a couple of days, you get behind. And so, but you got, I can't remember now how many ships, but you can go on YouTube and Google the ships 
out off of Long Beach, that's only 20, 30 minutes, 30 minutes where I live. I can see the ships from my deck out just 30 feet from me. And it looks like a parking lot. And the the Long Beach Pier is just, we talked about this last week, is stacked up like a deck of cards. So I'm saying all this, folks, because we're so used to going to the store. And, like, right now the store's got plenty of food. There seems to be enough stuff to keep us supplied. But I'm telling you, remember COVID last year, folks? You go into Trader Joe's and half the store was ransacked. I have pictures on my phone. I have pictures on my phone from last March and April of all the toilet paper, all the purified water, all that kind of stuff was completely gone. Actually, a lot of the stuff was gone. The only things that were left were like just uh, non-perishable stuff. But all the bread was gone, the meat was gone, the milk was gone. And that was just for a couple of weeks or maybe three or four weeks. And Trump said, don't panic. He's on it. I'm glad he was president at that time. Oh, yeah. He got the, he got the ball rolling. Or this, If it was a Democrat and this happens, it's not going to be fixed right away. I'm telling you, folks. Yeah. Um, I, I Just yesterday, I bought a month's supply of food uh, at a – I don't want to – I guess, can we – can I say where I bought it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, PatriotSupply.com. You guys probably hear oh. the commercials. I bought mm-hmm. from them a couple of times now. They're really good. They ship pretty quick. The food actually tastes good. I got some MREs uh, that I carry with me in the car. I got a month's supply. I'm buying another one. And you, it, it, we're so used to just going down to Lucky's, Safeway, Albertsons, wherever you want to call it, Fred Myers in Oregon, and just loading up our carts. But I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming quick. Um, I'm not the only one saying this. I'm just a lowly, middle-class carpenter um, doing a podcast with my good friend Dave. But other people like Glenn Beck is saying the same thing. He talked about it yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Um, they are. What is happening is the Democrats are causing all the heartache and pain you're going through tonight. You can actually can't blame it on somebody. <laughs> you can blame That's it right. on the Democrat Party. Yeah, you got. We're adults. We take our own responsibility for our own decisions, right? But when it comes to food on the shelf, gas in the car, and our job, you can blame the Democrat Party because uh-huh. they are causing this disaster. This isn't natural. This is man-made, thought up, carried out, and it's happening as we speak. And the next phase of this, they're going to shift, mark my words, they're going to shift from COVID to the economy and food. They're going to, they're going to come at us with a food shortage. And, and, uh, and I'm not talking about vaxxed and unvaxxed. I'm talking to everybody. Now, the unvaxxed, if we don't push back, they will do that to us. They will we won't be able to buy or sell unless we have a vaccination card, at least in the blue states. The red states, we're still okay, I think. Um, but the blue states, that's what's coming next. But I'm telling you, this China thing, what's going on in China with their economy, with their environment, with their 40% of their country is shut down because there's no coal production, there's no electricity. You know, um, their groundwater's polluted, their air's polluted. You know, they get on America and the U.N. because we are a big polluter. We're nothing compared to China. We're oh, that's right. that's you right. Get, go, go on a map and look at on a map how big China is in the land mass. I mean, I think the Great Wall of China, don't get me wrong, guys, is what, 20, 25,000 miles long or something like that, some crazy number. Uh-huh. I mean, 
They, that country is massive, 1.4 billion consumers or 1.3 or 2 billion, whatever you want to say. Look it up. I know the exact number, but it's a lot. So my point is, and I'm going to harp at home because I don't want to be caught not having food in the house. I don't want to be caught. And I, I'm not saying it's going to last forever, but they're going to use food and gasoline to cripple us so they can pass more laws to control us. That's exactly what's going to happen. It happened in 9-11. It's happened with COVID. And now COVID's kind of waning. People are pushing back. So they're going to keep pushing COVID on us, but they're also going to open a new front, the food front. It's going to be right. a food war. And it's not a food war in a high school cafeteria. It's going to be a food war between us and them and our neighbors. So how are you going to think when you lose your job because you didn't get the jab, you're at home, unemployment, you go to, down to the store to Trader Joe's, and there, there's a four-hour line to get in the store, and there's no food on the shelf. Right. And you have only maybe four or five days food left in your house. So now you're frantically driving around your city looking to get food. That can happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm right. not a fear monger like the Democrats. I'm telling you what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Hey, Dave, your picture just left. It left? Yeah, it's all blurry. It's, I can't see you at all. It's all, like, blurry. Okay. Well, I'm here. See? Yeah, I hear you, but... Yeah, you're, I totally can't see you. It's all. All right, let's let me try this here. Yeah. So, folks, just um, take it doesn't just take any kind of money you can. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars. You can go to Costco and buy a bag of rice. You can live on rice. Um, I've got. We're gonna get. Well, we have rice and just things like that. Canned food, rice. You can get it at the dollar store. You can buy it at Costco. You can get it on sale. Um, you don't have to spend tons of money all at once, but you take the time that we have right now and save some type of food supply and get a weapon and keep it close by. That's right. You know, people, even good people, when their families are starving, will do extreme things to keep their family safe. Mm -hmm. we're, not, I don't, we're not there yet. We're not. But this is where, what do you, what do you think about all the riots last summer were about? It wasn't about racial. It was about dividing America, putting rich against poor, whites against blacks. You know, mm -hmm. it was that's all it was about. It was not about racial justice and all this that's stuff. That's right. It, it was a bunch of malarkey, a bunch of lies. I, I I meet people every day from all races all the time in my job. And we never, when we're talking to each other, ever talk about this stuff. They're, we're just Fam, we're just trying to raise families. Everybody's just trying to live and raise families. Most That's of the people right. I talk to from all different races, they don't they don't give a rip about what the social justice. They just want to feed uh -huh. their families. But if there's no food to feed their families, people get desperate. So we're living in the last days, like Jesus said it would be Matthew 24, 25, and in Peter and uh, in different places in Timothy. So. If we think we're living in the last days by the events that are going on all around us that the Bible talks about very accurately, as I would say, uh -huh. then we need to prepare and um, try to get out of debt, have some money saved up, have some cash on hand, get some food, have a weapon. And a lot of people listening to me have done this already um, and gone out and got weapons and got food, but 
if you have it and you're out there, you, you just you don't have to have a year. Just whatever you can get, just have something and right. water because right. we all have running water because we're used to going to the faucet. But not too many decades ago in America, you didn't have running water. You didn't have electricity at the turn of the century, of last century in the 1900s. Barely, America barely had electricity and water. Mm-hmm. We went from 1900 till 2021 in 121 years. We went from horse and buggy to cars that have five or 600 horsepower and could do 200 miles an hour and get 20 miles of the gallon. Right. We have GPS, we have satellites, we have DVDs. All this stuff is in the last 120 years. And actually, most of it is since the 1980s. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going on this because it's been on my heart and I'm, I'm preparing, my family's preparing. The Lord could come back and all this is a mute point for Christians, but he may not come back for a while and we got to prepare. And yep. I feel the urgency when I look out my window right here, I look a little bit to the left, I can see the Catalina Islands. A little further to the left, I see tanker after tanker after tanker of oil, of uh, container ships just sitting and parked, 60 to 70, maybe 80 now. Yeah. And they used to be able to unload one in two days. Now I heard on the local news it takes six days, and I think they're lying. Uh Because I don't think it's six days. And the reason is there's a labor shortage, and they can't get truck drivers and people to unload them. And I'm thinking, why can't they get labor? When Trump was in office in in the beginning of January, there was no issues about labor. We were Right. right in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And some states were open, some were shut down, kind of like now. Why? Because this, I believe, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, I believe somebody's on the phone in a high position in government, calling around to the unions, calling around to the school districts, calling this, saying, "Don't call in the shipyard, don't unload the ships." Well, we have to. Right. If you want to keep your job. Don't unload them. Tell the tell the truck drivers to stay home. Pay them to stay home. That's not going to be reported. But I'm telling you, by what I'm seeing on the news and how fast it's happening, what they're telling you is BS. Right. This is a planned pandemic. It's a planned recession and depression is coming. And they are pushing this as hard as they can. Why are they doing this? Because they want to pass laws. They want to take the middle class out. Enough people lose their jobs. Financially, they will not be able to recover what they had before. A lot of them. Right. doesn't mean they're going to not be somewhere. They have to live with a parent or live in an apartment instead of a house or live in a lesser apartment or a lesser house. They won't be able to own anymore. They don't want people to have ownership. They don't want people to uh, have two cars. They don't want people to have three or four kids. I mean, right. and you want you want to see this? You know where it's happening, and it's happened for decades. China, right? Russia, Russia has—I yeah. can't remember the number. It has—I um, don't remember the exact number, but the difference between owning a home in Russia or having a house to live in—maybe not owning, but living in a house in an apartment—is like ten to one. That whole country is a huge apartment complex, mm-hmm. and so why? Because when you're in an apartment and you're renting from a landlord, 
and the landlord is accountable to the government, they can tell you what to do in that apartment. Yeah, if you have your own right. property, you can grow your own food, and you can have your own water system. You can do whatever you want, pay your taxes, and make sure you, you, know, you pay your taxes, and they don't want you to do that because then right. you have freedom, and they can't control you. Yep. You know, they can't. So Well, when the, when the but, Constitution was – when they were um, – <clears throat> Constitution Declaration of Independence were first framed. Um, the document says that uh, that all men have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, the pursuit of happiness at, be, at the beginning was property, life, liberty, and property, because they knew if a person had property, <clears throat> they were yeah. free. Right. You know, but somehow that got changed around, and uh, and that's that's a that's really a shame. But you know, uh, Brian, what we did here. Um, we moved, we live kind of sort of out in the country. You live in a little yeah, village out in the country. You know, there's a couple of them that I wish we didn't get to know. Uh, <laughs> actually one across the street, but, um, so we found out <clears throat> a lot of things. Now I like growing trees. So I planted fruit trees when we got here, you know, they haven't yielded much yet, but you know, they've only been in there two or three years and, um, and they'll, they'll mature someday. And, uh, but you know, other people plant gardens, large gardens here. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people here that hunt. So, you know, being friends with them, I mean, we've had people come and take, um, bushes out for us and haul them away for nothing, you know? Uh, and that's just what you get when you live in the country. If, if you, you know, abide by the community rules and stuff. Anyway, um, so, just by us, you know, we have fruit. The other neighbors are growing vegetables. Other neighbors can go out and hunt so we can have deer and elk and everything else. So, uh, we haven't come to any agreements, but I think that we all know that, you know, if times get rough, we're going to be able to be self-sufficient in this community, you know, and, um, you know, there's ladies here that know how to cook, you know, so they can cook the, you know, it's just, um, you know, I can, I can do a little plumbing. I can do a little electrical work, you know, if I need to. And, and, uh, so that takes care of that. There's other people that are carpenters, other people that are farmers, so they need to have to grow food. You know, it's, it's a well-structured community, uh, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we look forward to that if anything happens. And I know if anybody tries to come in this neighborhood, <laughs> um, I've been told that there's, there's people that, you know, I can't remember how it came up, but um, somebody said that uh, you got to watch out for the guy that can sit up on the hill and hit you at a thousand yards. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we got you know we have anybody ever tried to come in a neighborhood and start something, you know, they'd be disappearing <laughs> one by one. But uh, anyway, so that's you know. I feel reasonably assured that if things came to that, that things would work out, you know, people would help people. And, uh, cause there's, there's so, a yeah. camaraderie here, you know, yeah. people tend to love one another here. So, uh, yeah. anyway, it's just something to think about. Um, get to, get to know your neighbors, get to know what they, they're into. Um, and you're going to find some neighbors are into some weird stuff and then you just kind of, okay, we're going to set you into the, the list over here of people that we don't want helping us, Yeah, you know? But, um, yeah, I think it's a good idea. It's, you know, to get to know your neighbors. That way when things come down, you know who people are, you know, and you might even find out who your enemies are by getting to know them, you know, because one thing that, that, um, the enemy likes to do 
is they like to brag about their activities. You know, I found it out <laughs> various different ways. But when people do evil, they like to brag about it. Okay. And then since they do, you know who they are. And then you don't have to, there's, there's an occasional person or two that is kind of like uh, hiding what they do and stuff like that. But, you know, you, you figure these things out after a while and then you learn to stay away or, you know, to, uh, to cling to the people that you have something in common with basically. But, uh, and so anyway, that's, you know, kind of my advice. If you're going to get rifles, get rifles that shoot American calibers, um, like 308s, uh, tw- uh, seven, uh, what is it? Uh, 223 Remington for lack of the military nomenclature. Um, but, uh, you might want to pick up a rifle that shoots a Russian round because, you know, the Chinese are, if they come here, are going to be using those rifles. And, you know, there's going to be ways to get their ammo. So, you know, use your, use your intelligence when it comes to buying, um, buying weapons like that. So anyway, anyway, I don't know why maybe you go off on that tangent, but, uh, no, I think I took us off that way because I was talking about China. No, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Things but, need to be said, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, things yeah. are changing every day so quick, you know, so. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Brian, we're getting kind of close to that time. Do you want to go yeah, for another tw- 12 minutes or do you want to say goodnight? It's up to you. Um, I, do you I have anything else to? Okay. Yeah, I can't think of anything right off the bat. We've covered, it seemed like we've covered a lot. It's been a good show. Oh, yeah, we've been all over the map. It's been great. Yeah. Definitely. No, we've had some nice people in the chat room. Yeah, and the religion thoughts and um, how do you pronounce his name? His uh, arrow. Arrow Wait. Ace, I think. Arrow. Oh, Arrow Ace He's, one. Yeah. Um, great comments, Arrow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. Anyways. We had some really good people in tonight, and it's a yeah, blessing after yeah. last week, <laughs> last show rather. Well, we must be doing something right when you get people like that, you know? Yeah, that's true. Because of how they hear about us or do they just stumble upon us or, you know, or we are now growing to the point where, you know, we're, we're out there. I don't know. So The last the last show, one of the guys has called me an old man. And I'm like, wow, that's an astute observation. How did you figure <laughs> that one out? <laughs> it's well, like... Oh no! Don't call me an old man. <laughs> I'm in my sixties. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and sign off, and I'm going to try to. I'm definitely going to get the show on to Rumble tonight, and I will get it up onto Spreaker and uh, Podbean for audio audiences, and uh, okay. and then we'll go from there. But um, so I guess we'll be back next Monday. Yeah. And you know I might do a solo show or two during the week, or let's see. Yeah, this is the week now. So we can do it yeah. when well, you retire, yeah. you forget what time of you know, day of the week it is. <laughs> but um, so, uh, Brian, thank you. It's been a blessing as it always is. Yeah, ditto. You know, enjoy your fellowship. You're a neat brother. Yeah. And uh, folks, you're a wonderful audience. Um, we're up to 3,200 followers on uh, on Rumble now, and uh, we're growing like crazy. On um, yeah, hold on a second. Now I did. I knew I was going to do this, so. I made sure that I saved this page. Um, Brighteon, we're, we're really starting to get up there on Brighteon. Oh, good. Yeah. So 
I mean, you know, I, I post a show on there and within the end of the day, there's a hundred people that have watched it. So I'm like, whoa, this is great. And you, you know, I think what I love about our show is we're average American Americans. We're just normal people. We're right. like the middle class, you know, uh-huh. and a lot of it, like I mentioned before, Fox has all those superstars and I like them, a lot of them, you know, but they're not going to say everything that needs to be said because they're under contract and they don't want to lose their jobs. And I think like our show and shows like ours with just normal people um, is going to be the future to get more of the truth. Exactly. As much as I like Fox, they, what you don't say is just as bad as what you say. Right. And if it's wrong, you know, in Fox, they never speak out against the vaccines. Oh, they always say how they got them and all this. And, right. and and if you've gotten a vaccine out there and you've got it, you know, there's things you can do to help your system. We talked about vitamin D, vitamin C, you know, all these different magnesium and all that. So Zinc, but yeah. you'll never hear that on Fox. You'll never mm-hmm. hear any of that uh, from Hannity, right. even Tucker. And I like Tucker and I like Hannity, but I think the wave of the future is – is not just the mega networks anymore. It's the mom and pop podcast. Right. Right. Well, one uh, wise man 2000 years ago said the truth will set you free. Yeah. And that's the truth. And we just um, speak the truth. I don't want a little bit of the truth and I don't want to have a, uh, a blanket over the truth. Right. You know, I wanted, I wanted to be come out and be clear as day, you know? And yeah, and I know you do too, and I know our audience is that way too. So now we got a winning team here. Ed, so, Ed, real quick, and is this so the audience knows? Because I, when I get off of these shows, sometimes I'm like, man, we talked a lot about a lot of stuff that's negative. But if you're a believer out there and you know Jesus Yeshua in your heart, just remember, there's more to this life than what is seen. It says mm-hmm. in the scriptures, what is not seen is eternal. And what is seen is temporary. So remember that God loves you. He's promised to take care of us. He's promised to never leave us or forsake us. He's promised not to fear anything except him in respect and awe. And don't worry about what man does. Worry about God who can destroy the soul and the body and throw them into hell. Mm -hmm. But as a savior as Jesus is for us, um, the father spent a lot of, effort and gave up a huge sacrifice so we could be with him someday. And uh, I always think about Yeshua before the cross was with the father for forever. And when you're with somebody that long, you get to know them and you get attached and, and uh, Yeshua did it and God sent him and he obeyed the father and did it so we can have a relationship and be with him someday. But until we're with him, he was promised never to leave us, never to forsake us. Never put us through anything we can't bear up underneath. Right. Never. And so take heart if you know the Lord tonight, and if you're a God-fearing person, God loves you, and he's for you, not against you. Amen. That's right. That's right. And if you don't know that, you can know that. You can write to any of us, and yes, that's we right. can help you to understand it a little more. Yep. So. All right, folks. Well, um, have a blessed week. You too, Brian. Although we'll probably be, we're going to be talking after we're off here, but yeah, um, yeah. And, and the days to come also. So 
Um, yeah. Folks, um, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine on you, be gracious to you. May he guard you when you're going out and coming in and you're rising up and you're lying down. May he bring you peace in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Live long and prosper. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Bye, Dave. Bye, guys. Bye, Dave. Bye. See you guys later. Bye.